Luck and skill have got nothing on fate. As the universe ties knots around you, maybe someone will offer you a way out. An offer you can't refuse. joined by Dave Armstrong. Hello! Dave, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm an illustrator specializing in children's books in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, married to my beautiful wife, Rachel Dangerfield. And I'm just, you know, gosh darn excited to play some Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You're gonna tell Rachel how much fun we have so that she comes on next time? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So even if this that's, goes that's our goal. very poorly, I'm going to lie about it. Yeah. Um, and who are you playing today? Uh, I will be Yal Vindo, who is a Keldor smuggler. And I like to do a little bit of gambling. A little, little bit of gambling, a little bit of gambling. Yal Vindo is going to be real fun to say. Thank you. I think Star Wars names, it's very important to have something that works as a full name. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one wants to be called Yao. No one wants to call somebody Han. It's Han Solo. Oh, so we're going to go Yao Vindo the whole Every time. Every single time. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what does Yao Vindo look like? Uh, so I imagined like a peachish color. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> just in time. Yeah, just in time. Podcats up. Uh, with some darker red markings on the bulbous things. Bulbous sacks on the back of his head. Uh, shorter tusks than usual. Okay. You can go back to bed now. <laughs> Most of the editing consists of this cat. That's gotta be the noisiest cat I've ever heard. Yeah. You gonna sit? Oh no. Sit. Okay, uh, Yelvindo. So, peachy, darker sacks. Darker sacks, uh, a singular face piece. I know some have suffered. Okay, like it's I... got like a whole. Yes. Yeah, that's Which, cool. Uh, occasionally malfunctions. It's an older piece, mm-hmm. it's had some modifications done to it. And, uh, you know, I keep telling myself. The next time I make some money, I'll get some repairs done to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that money never seems to come around. Nope, never does. Um, especially lately. Mm-hmm. Getting a Coruscant, you had to take public transportation. Dear God. Dark times for Yalvindo. Cool. My notes aren't. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you arrive, uh, you arrive at Coruscant. Um, it is late evening transport has arrived at the lower processing station the journey to the planet was uneventful but hopefully this is the place where you'll get that next big job okay there are tons of aliens and all different species unloading from the ship and then it looks like a lot of them are going into in the lines to be processed to become citizens of coruscant getting off the transport you see clothes everywhere in their clone armor and you had to baggage claim. As you get to baggage claim, I would like the first roll of the game to be a perception check from you, please. Okay. That is... which one? <laughs> that is the one that says perception. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's one? Yep, one rank, and it works with cunning in the parentheses there. 
Mm-hmm. What's your cunning? Three. So you're starting out with three greens. Okay. And then we're upgrading one of them to a yellow. Okay. And then I'm going to give you two purple dice. It's an average perception check. I'm going to also give you one black die because this is a very crowded place. Man, my tiny hands cannot hold all of these dice. <laughs> that is a success. Yay. So getting off the transport, you head towards baggage claim. And you see at the entrance to the room, I guess the exit of the room, uh, two people holding up a sign. One of them is a tall uh, Gamorian wearing a nice suit. Okay. The other one is shorter, a Snivian, and his suit looks looks baggy. Um, so the Gamorian's big green, pig-faced kind of guy with big tusks. The Snivian has sort of a face like a hippopotamus, but okay. they're they're smaller and skinnier. He's got some hair on top of his head and sideburns. Okay. And they start coming towards you. The Snivian puts puts the sign down and. What did the sign say? The sign said, uh, Valiendo. Okay. So they're coming towards you, and you see your, your bag coming up on the baggage claim. Okay. Uh, what would you like to do? I think I walk over and go, Boys, it's been a hell of a flight. I am exhausted. Get me to where I need to be. All right. Didn't, uh... Can I here. also swing by and grab a bag? What? You know what? We already grabbed your bag. Excellent. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Great. The uh, Gamorian gets behind you and puts a hand on your shoulder, guiding you where to go, while the Snivian walks ahead of you. Awfully friendly fella, aren't you? Yeah. And they lead you out of the lower processing station to a black speeder that's parked out front. Okay. The Gamorian gets in the back seat with you. And let's do it. Let's do another same check. Okay. The same dice. Okay. You see a bulge in his pocket, about the size of a blaster. Okay. And uh, he puts his hand on it. The Snivian gets in the front seat and starts driving. Didn't expect you to come so easily. I didn't expect you to bring the small speeder. There was no laughter as a response. <laughs> Uh, I try and reason with him. I, I say, hey, hey, we're just friends here. I, I mean, you were looking for me. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking for a ride. Yeah. Uh, n- no need to get our, our space panties in a bunch. <laughs> well, uh, didn't, oh, this really didn't think it would be this easy. Uh, okay, well, we uh, got a bit of a job for you. A job? Yeah. Well, I, I suppose I'm looking for work. <laughs> yeah, well... You you better be looking for work. My boss is going to tell you all about it when we get to the when we get to the place. Your boss? Yeah. Look, uh, I'm not much one for uh, cold call interviews. Uh, who who is this guy we're going to see? Oh, you don't need to know his name. Never need to know who his name. Okay. So the speeder uh, takes off down a large avenue. The looking out the windows, you see tons of of speeders driving by, and the buildings go up sky high have you ever been on coruscant before i haven't um the lights are almost overwhelming yeah it's pretty crazy here and they take a right turn and head down an even larger street you can't even see the the ground below you 
I'm trying to keep an eye on the guy that I'm in the speeder with. Yeah. But I can't look away from the windows. Yeah. You can tell it. he's just watching you, though. And eventually the speeder slows down. And you see neon lights on the side of a building that say Hanas. It's, uh, it looks like a restaurant. Okay. And they go around the back. The, the speeder parks in an alley. And Morgan says, All right, this is our stop. You Get guys, out. You guys food inspectors? Again, we no got, laughter. <laughs> we got a funny guy here. <laughs> this guy's uh, telling jokes. Don't try anything funny. He gets out of the car and walks around to the other side. I make an audible gulp. <laughs> he opens the door for you. Thank you. I hesitantly step out of the speeder, look at both of the gentlemen who gesture for me to go inside, uh-huh. and I slowly open the back door. Yeah. Yeah, the Gamorrean's got his uh, hand pretty close to where you're guessing that gun was, and the Snibian's got his drawn already. Okay. In through the back door of the of this restaurant, there are a few more people sort of milling around, and they gesture for you to go into one of the side rooms. As you enter, it's very cold. I give a light salute and say, evening, boys. No response. <laughs> <laughs> They're leading you into a freezer. And in the freezer, there is a, a Klaatuinian. He's very tall, broad shoulders, muscles under his nicely fitting suit. And in his hands is the largest vibro axe you've ever seen. Guys, um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what business you're in. I, I think maybe there's been a mistake. No mistake. You're Val? <clears throat> uh, y- yep, that, that would be me. I'm Val. Val Yindo, at your service. We need your expertise, and we're not going to take no for an answer. Then I I suppose there's only one answer I can give, which would be, what do you need my help with? He pulls a little data pad out of a pocket and says, There's a very valuable egg that we're going to need you to steal for us. Surely, you know, eggs are being laid every day. Sure, why you would need an expert's help with that? This particular egg is in the care of somebody who is not budging at all. We will not sell this egg, and we need it. And why do you think that I could help ease this sale for you? We've heard about you, Val. And my abilities. Your abilities as a thief. I look around at the faces of the three gentlemen who are in the freezer with me Mm -hmm. and I say look uh, you know word gets around about people Uh, things get blown out of proportion I I, I don't know exactly what you've heard about me but I assure you it's a big city outside surely there's any number of people who could help you uh, procure whatever kind of food you're looking for this isn't food This is a very valuable bird's egg that will not be eaten, and, as I said, will not be taken no for an answer. And he hands you that data pad that he pulled out of his pocket. On the screen, you see a looks like a security camera feed, and it's it's a dark room. And there are four people in the dark room. And he says, We will not be taken no for an answer, because we've got your family. If you ever want to see them again... You're going to get us this egg. Looking at the data pad, the 
four people on it. They are all Alinas. They are about two and a half feet tall. They are blue, lizardy, big-eyed people. You sure got Valiendo's family there, don't you? We do. Sure got Valiendo over a barrel. Uh, well, look, fellas, um, I, I don't know if you, you forgot your prescription lenses, but uh, clearly there's been some kind of mistake. I mean, th- there's not much family resemblance here. Um, you know, you know. now that uh, uh, I look at this, I, I, I start to suppose maybe there's been some miscommunication, which happens time to time. You, you see, my species... Uh, you, you know, we have some, some very soft V's and Y's that uh, sometimes can be hard to enunciate, maybe uh, misconstrued by your ears. Um, I, I, I think you might think that I'm someone different than who I am. Uh, the Gamorian... But you saw the sign. You, you came to us. Yeah, yeah, the sign that said uh, Yal Vindo. Yeah, that's your name. Yeah, Yal Vindo. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> technicality's not your strong suit. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I, I, I think you guys have the wrong guy. Look, I, I don't think this job is right for me. Uh, I think it's best if we all just say our goodbyes. You know, I, you, you let me out. I'll find my way back to the transport. Uh, and we can all just forget this silly thing ever happened. You turn around, and the uh, the two people that escorted you here are blocking the door. Ooh, <laughs> big fellas, huh? Like we said, you can't say no to this. I, I don't care, Val, Yal, Mal, whatever. These people aren't getting out unless you help them. Pana doesn't care about them. All we need is that egg. I look back at the uh, data screen. I I look at the faces of the figures on the screen, and I think to myself, well, what kind of dirtbag would I be to let a family die? So I let out a long sigh, my shoulders drop, and I look at the three men and say, what time are we leaving? We. This is just you. I've got a bad feeling about this. (laughs) We got your luggage, the Snivian picks up this really heavy-looking case and drops it in front of you. Uh, I assume you have everything you need in there, and uh, you can have this data pad. It's got all the info about the where, where this needs to happen. There's a theater right across the street. Big concert tonight. Guy who owns the egg, he's going to be there. We set up a, a meeting. He thinks you're working for a separatist militia trying to procure some, uh, some weapons. So, uh, you know... I guess we did our part. It's your turn. I suppose I open up the case. Inside the case, you see there's like a little fabric roll. You unroll it, it's all lockpicks. You see a little, a smaller case, sort of like a little metal thing. You open it up and it's everything you need to come up with a disguise. There's a little box, a little switch on it, and it looks like maybe a grappling hook kind of thing and a very very small blaster i react by saying guys once you know it i forgot my toothbrush 
Again, no reaction. <laughs> no reaction. And I mutter to myself, I mutter to myself, this is gonna be a long trip. So I close up the case. Mm-hmm. I guess I ask for what sort of details they can give me on the owner of the egg. <laughs> the owner. His name's Kish Ducati. He's a Chadra fan. You know Chadra fans? I don't. He's like three and a half feet tall. Sort of uh, big bat ears. Little eyes. Little bat nose. He's, uh, he's not a nice guy. Don't know how nice I'd be with a face like that either. He, uh, he owns a company called Kishtech. They make small arms. And uh, he's going to have some sort of guard detail. We know he goes. He, he doesn't go anywhere without his Wookiee. I think if we're going to be dealing with Wookiees, I'm going to need a bigger blaster. You're not going to be able to bring a blaster in to the theater. Okay. I mean, that one's really small. Maybe you can like put that in your pocket and get away with it. But Sure. So it's just going to be discussion. <laughs> Whatever, whatever works for you. <laughs> okay. You can write on your character sheet if, if your tiny paper's too tiny. I know we're talking about a lot of tiny things and tiny I people. Several tiny pieces of paper. Okay. Kish has, uh, he's he's a music lover. He goes to all the, all the shows. Uh, he's got box box seats at the Essen Theater that he pretty much owns. I don't know. I don't know what else. What else do you need? I suppose that he would have a particular employee of the theater who would act as a concierge, coming up to the booth, bringing him drinks, food. He's got his own droids. Okay. We know he keeps that egg on him at all times, usually as some sort of jewelry. He changes it up every once in a while. So there's a three-foot man... Wearing a decorative egg as a piece of jewelry. <laughs> That's why I love this adventure. <laughs> I've run this one two times before. Slightly different each time. Alright, uh, I, I suppose we run through. He shows up at the theater, is escorted by his Wookiee. Yep. And brings his own droids. Brings his own droids. Along with, I assume, a few other hired goons. Potentially. Okay. He would be greeted by the owner of the theater. Maybe. Maybe. Escorted to his private booth. Possibly. Uh, So we have to find a way in that I can gain FaceTime with him in a way that is not highly suspect. Oh, we set up a meeting for you. Hope that's okay. Of course it is. (laughs) Um, You know... Buying weapons. That's what he does. Most of these concerts, he's meeting with somebody to buy stuff. He likes it because it's loud. There's lots of people around. Nobody can hear him. He makes lots of deals. Lots lots of shady deals. And if I'm calling something shady, it's shady. It is dark as midnight. I'm genuinely not sure what I would need to do to (laughs) prep for a meeting about selling weapons. Uh, Do you want something to eat? I make good food here. <laughs> so I say, look, uh, fellas, I, yeah. I'm going to have to discuss the finer points of this with you. And uh, as I'm talking to them, I'm rummaging through the case. Yeah. And I try to palm the small blaster. Yeah. And sneak it into one of my pockets. Yeah. Is that something I'm able to do? Yeah. Okay. Without them seeing? 
Yes. You're gonna have to try to do that. Though. Okay. What do I roll? For? That would be a stealth check. Okay. So stealth. Boy, do I not remember this guy's stats? I have one stealth. Okay. And your agility? I believe it's three. So it's one yellow and two greens. Okay. Against one red. You palm that weapon. Okay. Get it off into a pocket, and you have two advantages that you can use. So how exactly do advantages work? I can change something about the situation? Um, you're trying to get that one thing out of the box, maybe you got a second little thing out of it. I also get um, the small container that has the uh, costumes in it. Yeah, that's bigger. So uh, like if I'm wearing a duster, I probably, or like a large coat, I still probably can't hide that on my person. Not easily. Maybe I just grab a single disguise out of it, not really looking through them. Okay. Just at random uh-huh. grab one. Yeah. And I guess the lockpick. The set? little kid of yes. lockpicks? Okay. I mean, they were expecting you to take those things. Right. But you're just being sneaky about it. Yeah, because I assume that they think I would just carry the case yeah. for now. Yeah. I don't want them to know that I have got the weapon yet. out. Yeah. Um. I say, you know, guys, the trip has been long. I'm famished. How about we go into the restaurant, sit down, have a nice meal, discuss the finer points of the meeting. I want to make sure I go in knowing everything I need to know. We got about 45 minutes. We can get you something to go. Okay. Uh, how about I step out and use the restroom, at least? Mitch, take this guy to the john. And the Snivian uh, pushes you out the door towards the bathroom. <laughs> Mitch, was it? <laughs> That's the first name. Uh, okay, so I. So you're walking down the hall with uh, with this with Mitch slouchy, uh, disheveled-looking Snivian behind you. So Mitch is that a family name? Yeah, my brother's a name Mitch. Very creative parents. It's uh, not laughing. Again, stone-faced. We're in the back. You mentioned that there are a couple other people around. Yeah, there there are two people in the hall. Okay. And you're walking away from them towards what you assume is the front. Okay. As you walk, you hear loud sounds coming from probably the kitchen area. And you get close and you see that there's a dining room ahead of you and a series of restrooms to your left. Okay. I hear uh, some unsavory sounds coming from the restroom to my left. I do. Okay. Um, Lots of grunts. Lots of grunts. And I make a joke to Mitch uh, about, thank God I've got this breathing apparatus on. And I duck into the restroom. Okay. uh, Which is a multiple stall situation. Yep. Um, Mitch stays out. Once I'm in there, I look around for any windows. This is the one that the grunting sounds were coming from? Yes. Okay, they're continuing. <laughs> Great. Um, I look around for any windows. There's a window. It's very small. I can't fit through that. You could try. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll try to fit through the window. Okay. Um, so it is uh, above us. I'm, okay, I'm flipping my dark side point. It is above the stall that the grunting is coming from. Okay, so I kick open the, st- the stall door. You see a whippet. Uh, it's a large, large hairy man with big tusks and uh, sort of a long face. Uh, hey, 
you think you're doing? Before he can can finish that sentence and before I can truly appreciate the visual I'm getting, I take the butt of my pistol and I hit him over the head with it, hoping to knock him out. Okay, make a melee check. Okay. You're not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> so I've simply hit him on no, the head. Try it. Oh, okay. So um, you have no melee. Okay. And you're, so you're just rolling your brawn, which is one. My pistol does have a stun setting, right? It does. Okay. I, I'm still going to go with the melee <laughs> yeah. attack. So you're rolling one green. Okay. Against two purples. Okay. You failed. Okay. <laughs> So you go to to hit this guy, and your mask isn't doing what you need your mask to be doing right now. You're overwhelmed with the by smell. whatever is happening in this okay. stall, um, and you just sort of reel backwards a little bit. I take a step back. I do a couple of uh, flicks to my helmet, trying to get it to kick back on. It's a little buzz and a hum. A spark and... shoots out, <laughs> and then I take the blaster. Set to stun. Yeah. And I fire at the guy. Okay. You're going to have to roll that, too. Okay. It's going to be much better for you. It's going to be three yellows and a purple. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you a setback die because of your failure on the last one. Okay. He's, he's, he's like sees you coming now. You're attacking this guy. He's, well, he sees he's trying me. to take care of business. And... He sees me coming. My mask is steaming up. Yeah. Uh, so that's a black? Yep. That's a success. Okay, so he is stunned. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> um, so rings of blue shoot out of your blaster and hit this whippet in the face. Because his face is very big. And he slumps over backwards and hits the uh, little handle on the back of the toilet. And flushes continuously. Okay. I pull out the disguise kit, Mm -hmm. and I see what disguise it is that I pulled at random. It's an Ugnaught disguise. What would an Ugnaught be? (laughs) Ugnaughts are very interesting looking. They have, like, pinkish skin, fleshy jowls, pig noses, and tusks. Okay. White hair. Uh, I proceed to put on the Ugnaught disguise. It barely fits over your mask. Okay. It's very lumpy. Okay. I look at myself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. This is not what I thought I'd be doing tonight. I close the stall door, mm-hmm. leaving the stunned gentleman on the toilet. Still flushing. Still flushing. You, it... you hear a knock on the door. Everything okay in there? I quickly open the door slipping out into the hallway and closing the door behind me trying to show as little of what's going on in the restroom as possible Uh and disguising my voice as well as I can say something along the lines of I would not go in there (laughs) I just love that you're wearing a mask and wearing all the same clothes and you're trying to convince this guy that you're not you so just to be clear, <laughs> a disguise kit, just a face. You only grabbed a little bit of the disguise kit. Probably should have switched some clothes. <laughs> We're in it now. We're going to roll yeah, with it. Yeah, let's do it. it. Uh, I, it's a deception check. I try... Against okay. this dummy. 
Uh, deception's two. Yeah. Uh, which cunning is three. It's gonna be against one purple. Okay. And that's... So two, two and three, so one green, two yellows. Okay. Why'd I have to send you with a dummy? Couldn't have sent you with the boss. Yeah, that's a... Oh, re-roll that yellow one. This one? Yeah. Uh, a success with two advantages. Okay. Like, cool. what's... What is it? What is it? What's going on in there? It would curl your toes. <laughs> the guy that came in after me, yeah. I say again in my disguised voice, expertly disguised, if I may so say so myself. The guy who came in behind me, I don't know what he ate, but that out-of-towner is having a rough time in there. Ugh. I'd uh, give him a couple minutes. All right. Uh, you have uh, two advantages to use. I pat the Snaverian as I pass him and pull something out of his pocket. Uh-huh. A key card? Sure. And also, as I walk past him in the hallway, there is a hanger of coats. Mm-hmm. I grab one of the coats. Okay, what does it look like? So I guess we didn't establish what I was wearing no, before. No. You said a sort of a duster. Yes. Um, so this would be, uh, I suppose, like a, a classy suit coat. Mm-hmm. Something much cleaner. Yeah. Uh, something that a much wealthier person than myself would be able to afford. Uh-huh. And it has a scarf tucked into it. Oh, okay. So I grab that, and I now have a key card that I don't know what it goes to. Yep. Uh, and I briskly walk out into the dining room, mm -hmm. and I hope to walk out of the building without being noticed. So you walk through the dining room, lots of people, tons of species, all eating seafood, and there is a, uh entire wall that is a fish tank and it's uh very busy and there's wait staff bustling here and there and there's only on your way out you only see one person who probably works for the establishment like in a goon capacity and they're guarding the front door okay <laughs> <clears throat> and i think you you get by them easily because they don't expect that you're that you're you mm -hmm. and that you are not with the people in the back. Okay. So I quickly just say something to him like, I'm just going to run out and grab some death sticks or something <clears throat> and walk out the front door. Uh-huh. You walk out into the busy main avenue of this part of town. Okay. God, the guy couldn't have had a map in his pocket. Um, what are you looking for? I'm trying to think. So I came here originally to do a job. Yeah. To make some money. Yeah. To find a job to make some money. To find a job to make some money. Yeah. Across the street is the music hall. It's directly across the street. Okay. And I have about 45 minutes. Yeah. It's a big street. There's a there's a walkway that goes across it. It's pretty pretty narrow, and it drops off on either side. Just normal city stuff. Not something you're used to, though. Okay. Um, I would say that uh, I now have information. <coughs> I have their boss's name. Uh, my idea is... You have the, what's the boss's name? Kishtanaki? Kishtukati? <laughs> sure. He's the one you were going to steal from. That's right. Yeah, I don't know their boss. Never mind. It doesn't matter. So you look uh, up the street to the right, and you see like a, a busy market before it sort of turns all into apartments and stuff. And you look down the street to the left, and there's another big street that crosses this one. Okay. And then it turns into sort of older buildings, which look like 
apartments in maybe an older part of the city. Straight across from me, there's obviously the theater, and it looks like shops and stuff. Okay. And then looking up and behind you, you see the this big restaurant that you just exited. There's the big neon lights that say Ponics. Okay. So I am genuinely hungry after traveling uh-huh. this far, so I figure... Uh, I'm out of there. I might as well blend in with some people, get a bite to eat, got a few credits. So I make my way to the market. Yeah. I've put on, I've ditched my coat. Yeah. Making sure that I take out the lock pick. Uh-huh. Uh, and the little gun. And the little gun. I put it into the new coat, put that on, put the scarf on. Yep. And I hope to just blend in, get a bite to eat. Yeah. You blend in in all ways, except that you are not a fish person as you walk down Market Street. It looks like this area is populated mostly by Mon Calamari and Quarren, but there are a couple other alien species walking here and there. Okay. Um, it looks like there's this big sort of grocery market, small business, big building to your right as you exit the area around Panas. And um, to your left, there are a couple smaller uh, cantinas and diners and stuff. Okay. I duck into one of the smaller cantinas. Yeah, it's called Merlin's. Merlin's? Yeah. Okay. And I sit down at the bar, and I ask for a menu. Yeah, so the, the bartender is sort of lizardy looking with uh, kind of a cone-shaped head and really long fingers. Okay. And she hands you a menu. It's all seafood. Looking around now, you see that there are anchors on the walls and some nets on the ceiling, and it's another place with a full wall that is a fish tank. Gotta love a place with a theme. Yep. I try and make small talk with the bartender. I say, you don't look like you're from around here. Nah, I just moved up from down below. It's nicer up here. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Brings you to town. You don't look like you're from around here. Yeah, same as you, just uh, trying to make an honest buck. Yeah. Trying to get ahead in the world. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Say, uh, uh, can you tell me a little bit about this part of town? Uh, Dak Ave? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, mainly, uh, Montcalmari, Corrin live around here. I don't know, it's nicer. Down below you got, like, the Black Lake District and Little Andron. Nobody wants to go there. I don't know, it's, it's busy. A lot, of, a lot of shops and stuff. Something you're looking for? Uh, I was hoping, you know, a, a nicer area like this. I thought maybe, uh, where would a fella go to do High-class gambling. Gambling. Oh, yeah. Um, the uh, Golden Gundark. It's just a uh, couple dozen levels above us. It sounds big, perfect. Big casino. Okay. So I order a small plate of food. Mm-hmm. Thank her for the information. Yep. And as I sit there eating with the mask on that has a hole in the mouth so that I can eat. Uh, but still... Are you, wait, are you still wearing... Absolutely, Your disguise? Yes. yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's a very good disguise. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little lumpy. It's just a little lumpy. People assume it's some kind of growth. Yeah, you're They're very see. polite about it. Yeah. It seems like a very nice part of town. People don't make assumptions about that sort of thing. Uh-huh. So I'm eating and looking around, trying to take in the clientele. I see that, uh, true to the bartender's word, a uh, lot of Mon Calamari in yeah. here. Uh, and I realize that I am not going to blend in if I stay here. This... This location, the, the Market Street area, is a little bit more well-traveled. It's like the, the residential stuff that tends to be single species. Okay. Just, you know, community. Here, you see a group of uh, Guermians in the corner having a, 
a conversation. There's a blue guy, a species you've never seen before with a really long snout and big ears, working on a data pad in the corner. You see, I don't know, there are, there are a lot of people around. A lot of, a lot of interesting species you've never seen before. And a couple of clones come in and they look like they're asking some questions. And one of them walks up to you and shows, a, shows you a data pad. Have you seen this woman? Can't say that I have. You look at the data pad, it's, it's somebody green with uh, a big, like, crest thing on their head. Not familiar. Doesn't ring a bell. Give us a call if you do. And he moves on. I finish up my meal. I step out into the street mm-hmm. and I uh, start making my way up the levels. Yep. You to... pass some street bands and stuff and you make your way to a, a lift okay. that goes up some levels. I get on the lift. Yep. Go up. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Thanks to Dave for playing on these episodes. You can find Dave's art at DaveArmstrongArt.com, and you can follow him on Instagram at DaveArmstrongArt. Our music is by Mark Eberhart and Nick Scourin. You can find Nick's music at pro-am.bandcamp.com. You can find us on social media at Coruscant Night on Twitter, and you can email us at CoruscantNightsPod at gmail.com. Love the show and want to show your support? Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or visit our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash Coruscant Nights.